quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood, yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connected parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Party Podcast. I'm Michelle and I'm here and we are going to talk about star charts. What's wrong with star charts? What the heck is wrong with star charts? What's wrong with getting stickers and rewards? What's wrong with extra praise? What's wrong with all of these ideas that motivate kids to do things in a positive way, right? I always thought that positive reinforcement was a good thing. In fact, we were taught as teachers that positive reinforcement was one of the ways in which we could get our kids, our students, to do what we wanted. Praise the good, punish the bad, and then you'll have kids that behave that easy. That's what they told us way back when. I think that's kind of what they kind of still believe, many of them now, many teachers and educators and whole educational systems, is that when you can praise a child that you are going to motivate them to do the right thing. So for instance, I know when I taught elementary school, we would sit and say, oh, I like the way Johnny's sitting on the rug. Thank you, Johnny. I like the way Jose is sitting on the rug. Thank you, Jose. Oh, I like Maria is sitting so attentively and she's listening. Thank you. And then all the other little tiny kids are like, oh, I want the praise. I need to have it. So they would come rushing to the rug and sit down and guess what? They didn't get the praise because I couldn't praise all 25 of them right? I only wanted to praise a few of them to get the rest of them to come to the rug. And I was only doing it to get them to do what I wanted, manipulate them to come to the rug by a, you know, a public shaming almost, but it was a positive in a positive light, right? I wanted them to feel as if everybody else was doing the right thing. And so they needed to do the right thing so that they could have my acceptance. Now, I don't think I was that, you know, contrived about it, but when you really dissect it, that's, that's kind of what it is. Kids don't want to be called out in a public setting, either for doing the wrong thing or for not doing the right thing. And so they will oftentimes adhere because the power of the group is very powerful. 
So in the classroom setting, that is why rewards and praise are very effective. They're actually very effective if you're thinking about effective, like working, like as far as like getting behavior to change. Um, They're very effective in the home too. However, it depends on your child because rewards charts and overpraise and positive reinforcement for some kids doesn't quote unquote work at all because they can tell that it doesn't feel right. And for them, it weighs heavy on their, on their system and their psyche. And so they don't care about the reward. They don't want the praise. They don't want the goodie or the star chart or the star for the star chart or the treat. They, they don't care about that because they don't want to do what they don't want to do against their will, against their free, free will and autonomy, because it is a, it's an offense to them, right? I don't want to be manipulated into doing what you tell me to do just because you're giving me a cookie. It doesn't feel good to me. They're actually super moral, right? They don't want to give up their morality, what they believe is right, their free will and autonomy. They don't want to give that up in order to please somebody else. So they won't. Now we have a whole nother sector sector of kids that say, yes, 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 please give me the Give me the goodie, give me the praise, give me the thing. I need it, I need it, I need it. I want to be perfect. I want to please everyone. I want to be thought of as good. I don't want to be thought of as bad. So I will ignore my own thoughts and feelings about myself and what I want to make you feel good because it's more important that this relationship is good and that you feel good about me than me feeling good about myself. So although rewards charts and all kinds of positive reinforcement or anything that can be considered, even a bribe, right? feels like it's positive, it actually has a negative effect because children are going against their free will. They're also fighting against you if they don't want to go against their free will. And so then it doesn't work. And then it becomes like a punishment really, because if you don't get the goodie or the star chart or the praise, then do you feel punished? Do you feel like, oh man, I didn't get the thing. So now I feel bad about myself. And what about the kid who goes to school and never gets any of it? They never get the star. They never get their name clipped up. They never get called out for being good. Do they become defeatists and say, "Mm, it's over. I don't really, I don't care anymore. I'm just going to behave like a jerk because I never get any of the praise anyways. And will that happen at home? Will a child be at home and think the same thing like, oh, I never get enough stars to fill my star chart. So why would I even try? Or do you have the other child who wants to get all the stars and then they get upset when they don't get, I only got nine and I'm supposed to get 10. And will that push them to be a perfectionist? Will that push them into looking for external motivation? Like they want to get that external motivation and that praise and that, um, you know, they want you to you to feel good about them and they want to gain that more than anything. And will they do whatever it takes to feel accepted externally instead of internally being motivated to do the right thing? What we really want is for children to do the right thing because it is the right thing to do and because they want to do the right thing. Now, will they always want to do the right thing? Absolutely not. None of us do. None of us can always do the right thing, right? Some of us make poor choices, make mistakes. That's, that's life. That's okay. But if we do make the right choice, we hope that that right choice is coming from our own, you know, morality. And that's what we hope for our children. 
So when we get rid of the rewards, we make sure that that whatever our child does is internally motivated. And we hope that if we live a connected life and we aren't punishing our kids and that we're, you know, living this great experience, that they will choose the right thing more than not. And that's when we know that this idea of connected parenting is really working is because we will see that our child will make better decisions or more often make the right decision because they're living in a connected home. Punishments and rewards really skew that, right? They might work on the onset. They might work some of the times. They might manipulate hard enough to work for all kids occasionally, but then they backfire because they are not allowing a child's autonomy to ring through, their morality to ring through. They're not allowing a child to learn about what's right and what's wrong and how does it feel to do the right or the wrong thing because they're always just adhering to the 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 punishment or doing something because of the punishment or doing or not doing something because of the punishment and the same with the reward they're either doing it or not doing it because of the reward we are going to take a short break from our show to hear from our sponsors without their sponsorship i wouldn't be able to bring you the peace and parenting podcast free of charge so i'll see you back in just a few minutes With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her responses or use their voice-to-text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I used mylifeinabook.com to compile my own stories to give to my daughters for Mother's Day. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code PEACE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code PEACE for 10% off today. This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. ByHeart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. ByHeart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. ByHeart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Let's dive back in. So if we take away the reward systems and people who use reward systems will say to me, like, especially teachers, they'll say like, oh my gosh, how do I get my children in my classroom to behave if I don't have punishments and rewards? Well, the same way we do it at home, connection, relationship. If your child feels good about you, they're going to cooperate with you. 
if your students feel good about you, they're going to cooperate with you. I know this firsthand because I was a teacher for almost 13 years. I knew that when my kids, when the relationship felt good with the kids that, you know, I was close to, those kids would do anything I wanted. Now, of course, there's always kids in the classroom who are going to be outliers because they're having a harder time at home and they have got maybe lots of things going on themselves and lots of issues. And so those kids need more connection. They don't need more praise. They don't need more rewards and they don't need more punishments, but they do need connection. So really trying to connect with those outlying kids. Now we can have those same kids in our family, right? There are some kids that are easier to connect with. Some of our our babies are just easier to connect with because they're wired differently and some are not. And so we have to work harder to stay connected to the ones that aren't, but we don't go to punishment and rewards. We don't go to star charts to get them to behave. And this leads us to a bigger question. What is parenting about? Is parenting about just getting behavior? Or is parenting about forming a deep bonded relationship with somebody we love dearly? I'd say the latter. I'd say if you really work on behavior the whole time for 18 years, that what will you have left? If you haven't worked on relationship and you've just manipulated to get behavior to change, And that has been your complete mode of operation, punishments and rewards. In this this case, we're saying rewards. If all you've done is done rewards and praise to move behavior and you haven't really worked on the relationship piece inside of behavior, right? So when we have behavior that we don't like in this ideology, we come with connection, which creates relationship. So in hard moments, we're constantly creating relationship. But in your hard moments, if you're just manipulating, now I'm not saying you're not going to have any relationship. Of course, you're going to have a relationship with your kids. But if, if the really hard moments are turned into manipulation and those are happening again and again and again, then are they eroding the actual connection that you have with your child? Because you're not safe. Because you're using a manipulation, which a rewards chart or overpraise, or getting points, or getting prizes, or whatever it is, will create that that dichotomy. I like to think about it in potty training too, and we see this a lot, is that um, kids who are potty trained using um, reward systems, so like, you know, you give them an M&M or whatever every time they pee on the potty, and they'll really do it, but are they listening to their body? Or are they forcing their body to do something that isn't really aligned with how their body feels because they really want the M&M and they'll do it to get the M&M. And then, you know, a parent will say, miraculously, I potty trained my kid in two days using M&Ms. And then do you have to continue to use the M&Ms ongoing because it's the only way you can get your kid to go potty? Or when you stop using the M&Ms, do we see potty regression? So I see potty regression often when kids are, when you overly praise or overly use rewards because they can't necessarily maintain it because maybe they weren't ready to go pee on the potty and maybe they forced themselves and now they really don't know how to listen to their body. They really haven't learned that skill. So using praise or using star charts or praise or any of these positive reinforcement ideal ideas is super trapping. It can trap you in there and keep you lulled into believing that it's quote unquote working 
But in actuality, it, it, it likely isn't long-term. And at what detriment, what are you losing by gaining the compliance or the cooperation or the behavior? If you're, you're gaining that thing, but what, what are you losing? What are you sacrificing? And is it worth it? So I'd say, if you can, stay away from the star charts, stay away from overly praising. Now, when kids say, mom, look at my handstand. I did a handstand. You can be like, oh, cool. How did it feel? What did you do? How did you do that? Oh my gosh. How did you do that? Can you engage in a conversation as opposed to saying, good job? Because now that's a judgment, right? We're judging. Good job. You did a good job. I think you did a good job. Pat you on the head, move you on the way. However, you can change your verbiage. You can still be happy and excited and celebrate, but you don't necessarily have to use praise or overpraise, right? Or only use praise or use praise to motivate behavior. There's lots of ways in which people use praise. I'm not saying like all praise is horrible. I'm just saying we have to be super mindful about praise. And good job is probably, eh, we can do better than that, maybe. I think good job is eh, not that great. We can think of something better. We're smarter than that. We're more engaged than that. Can create more of a conversation around a child's performance than that or their, you know, success in something, you know? And I'm really proud of you. Ugh, I don't love that one. It's not the most horrible thing, but I'm really proud of you. Like, I'm proud of what you did. It's like, I'm passing judgment on what you did and I'm, I've given you the seal of approval. Yes, you're good. You're in the good pile. I don't know. Can we do better? I think we can. I think we can say, how do you feel about it? This is super exciting. What are your thoughts on it? What was your process? What did you learn? What was hard? Have a conversation with these people, these kids, these little babies. They want to have a conversation. They want to engage with you. You don't have to just say, you know, I'm proud of you. I mean, we are. We're proud of our kids. I don't know if that's necessarily the only message we want to send them. I think there's a better message here. I don't think it's so cut and dry. I try not to say that one or a good job. Those two, I think, um, have been overused. And, you know, I always, I was craving for my parents to say, I'm proud of you. But I think more what I was craving was for them to feel proud of me, to know that they were on my side, to know that they saw me and understood me and recognized me. And if I couldn't get it through emotional support, then I certainly wanted to hear the words because that was all I was going to get. And so there's that whole di dichotomy too. A lot of people will say, well, I, I feel good when someone says, I'm proud of you. But is it because you weren't offered anything else? And is it because perhaps the society has told us that that's the like gold standard of having a, a parent who's, you know, supportive if they say they're proud of you, proud of you, son, you know, that's like the old school way of, oh, I'm so proud of you, son. There's, there, there's, there's better. We can do better. We can do so much better. I think nowadays we can do way better. We don't have to rely on that stuff. So those are my thoughts on the ideas of praise. I went a little bit on a tangent and a little extra. I don't even know what, but I hope that it was helpful and that you could glean some ideas from it. Thank you for joining me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. If you're looking to dive deeper into your parenting ideology, 
Do you want to have a weekly call where you can ask questions? Are you looking for all the tools of connection? We have the Connected Parent Mastermind. There are 10 modules. Plus, we have weekly calls with coaches. Me and my other coach, we coach each week with an incredible group of people. We move ideology. We have a Slack channel. We have support materials. We give you it all. It's an incredible place. So if you're interested in the Connected Parent Mastermind, please check out the link and it'll be in the show notes and we would love to see you there. All right. Thanks for joining me on the Peace Parenting Podcast. I'll see you next time.